a need that the customer has that he or she would like to request. There's no difficult customer for us. It's a, it's a customer with a certain need. Hello and welcome back to Corvinus Business Intelligence. It's so good to have you back with us today. Today we will be discussing the hospitality industry in Hungary and abroad and Marriott's role in this industry. And today we are just delighted to have with us to address these topics Arne Klan, multi-property general manager of Marriott Hungary. Arne, welcome. Thank you very much. We're also thrilled to be speaking to you today from the absolutely stunning presidential suite of the Marriott Budapest Hotel, where we are taping this podcast. Truly a gorgeous location. My name is Theodore Boone. I'm a member of the faculty of Corvinus University School of Business in Budapest, Hungary. My co-host for today's program is Fanny Polk, a student in our business school. As we begin, I would like to thank our two wonderful sponsors and distributors, the Budapest Business Journal and Unilife.hu. Unilife.hu. Arnie, I would like to start today, um, if you could... Um, just set the scene for us in terms of what Marriott uh, does, both in Hungary and abroad. I, I understand Marriott, generally speaking, does not own hotels, but rather manages them. Is that correct? And could you provide some further background on that? That is correct, Ed. Um, uh, thank you very much again for the invite, and um, I'm happy to participate. It's a, it's a true honor for us. Um, Marriott uh, used to own a lot of assets, actually, uh, up until 1991. And then we split uh, the company into uh, Host and Marriott International. And Marriott International is a, is a franchise or management company. And could you tell us a little bit, and I hope we get into this more as we go on, but just a little bit how you first got involved with Marriott. I know we were speaking briefly not too long ago, and it's a rather compelling story. I actually started um, doing looking for a summer job. So uh, during the summer months, uh, summer vacation, school vacation, I, I worked at a hotel on an island uh, close to the Danish border, um, which I enjoyed very much. I needed to earn some money, but I, I had a passion of uh, of working in hospitality. Um, so I decided to do an apprenticeship and this is how it all began. Uh, coincidentally, I actually uh, started with Marriott uh, back then at the, because I wanted to work abroad and I wanted to see something else in Germany. So I started at the Renaissance in Heathrow, uh, which belonged to Marriott back then. And um, that's why coincidentally I, I started with the company. That's great. And I'll just ask one more question, and then I know uh, uh, that uh, my co-host for today, Fami, has a, a whole bunch of questions. Um, could you just sketch out uh, the, the Marriott, or at least the major Marriott brands, uh, for us a little bit so we can get a feel for that? Sure. So here at the Marriott, you are actually at the mother brand. And the mother brand is called because it was the first hotel that we opened in 1957 was a Marriott Hotel. Um, around it, we have 29 other brands. Uh, we define them between classic and distinctive. And we have three tiers uh, where we have luxury, premium, and select service. And with these 
within those tiers, we host our 30 brands. Thank you. Farming, please go ahead. Well, I would like to ask you some questions regarding uh, hospitality. So uh, let's start with how is Maria different from its competitors? Um, we, we're, we're different and we're not. Um, we, we always say that we need to try to differentiate from us, but we all have wonderful products, uh, at least here in, in Budapest. Um, so in other destinations, uh, we differentiate us uh, via the service that we provide, uh, the care that we provide for our associates. Because Mr. Marriott started with saying, um, I take care of every associate and every associate will take care of our customers and the customer will come back. Uh, it's deeply embedded in our culture and extremely important to us. Uh, the second differentiation is that we have the largest loyalty program worldwide, which is called Marriott Bonvoy. And with Bonvoy, uh, you can actually earn and redeem points uh, globally in our 7,000 hotels. Uh, and we started now also all-inclusive resorts in the Caribbean. So uh, there are many, many opportunities to enjoy. Can you please briefly describe each Marriott brand and how they are distinct from one another? Obviously, there are 30 Marriott brands, so not all, but uh, maybe just Paris, London, Germany, and Istanbul. Um, the, the ones that I worked at were extremely different because they were all built in a different uh, uh, decade um, and therefore have uh, cultural-wise also different features. Um, most stunning for us uh, before we came to Budapest was Istanbul because it's a high-rise building uh, that included also an office of the United Nations which needed to have additional security um, and was a learning curve for all of us uh, working in, in that part of the world. Uh, how do you see the future of the industry? What changes are you anticipating in it? It's a, it's a very interesting question post-COVID. Uh, I always uh, said that when we were starting to get out of the pandemic, I always said that um, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's not the train coming towards us. Um, I personally believe uh, hospitality industry will further grow. Uh, we see this in the pipeline of our hotels that we have uh, and the demand that we generate. People would like to travel and um, even in, in during these times coming out of the pandemic, uh, Budapest has been very successful. Well, then I guess at least COVID didn't destroy this industry. Uh, what are the skills that make one successful in this industry? Um, the passion, the passion for the job. Uh, I uh, when I when I started working in this small hotel uh, on that island during the summer, I, I enjoyed it because I felt the passion of dealing with guests in the morning. Besides getting tips, which I also enjoyed, <laughs> of course, um, but. Uh, as as long as you have passion for whatever you do, whether it's hospitality or you're a car dealer or you, um, you whatever industry you work on, um, you, you would be great. You just need to bring the passion. Speaking of guests, actually, a uh, question I have. Um, uh, I guess I'm hopeful that most guests are wonderful and, and always very polite and things like that. But how do you um, 
How do you address or train your people for a guest? I'm sure you wouldn't even call them a difficult guest, but maybe I standing back objectively could say, hey, that guest isn't really being reasonable. Um, how, do you, how do you handle those type of situations and how do you train your people to, to address them? I grew in this. Uh, in the beginning, I would have probably, the associate would have come to me, to my office, and then you provide the solution and then the associate goes. Is that a learning curve for, for, for all of us? No. Um, so we, I usually throw the question back and say to the associate or to the host, we say, we call them at the Marriott, um, what would you do? And of course we have opportunities. Um, sometimes it is just to, just to listen and to, to, to actively listen to the customer and to the customer's needs. Um, there's, there might be a way that we fall short that doesn't need that necessarily compensation. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's a, it's a need that the customer has that he would, he or she would like to express. There's no difficult customer for us. It's a, it's a customer with a certain need. Uh, associates also understand it better if they have traveled. So whether you travel for leisure, uh, to explore different cultures and countries, destinations, uh, or you travel for work and live in a certain area of the world for a certain period of time, makes you also understand uh, different cultures better and to, to act uh, proactively and not to have any opportunity. Uh, related question on, on uh, your personnel. Um, actually, one of my favorite things about this Marriott, um, there are a lot of them, um, but certainly one of them is the quality of the cuisine, which I, I've always enjoyed. Um, the famous brunch and uh, it's, it's just, and, and other other times I've been here. So, uh, for example, if if you and I don't know if you would do this directly or someone who reports you would be it directly is um, uh, for whatever reason um, you need an additional chef, uh, sort of a lead, one of the lead chefs. How would you go about? Um, bring somebody like that on? Well, our executive chef uh, is from Greece originally. Um, we hired him uh, three years ago or three and a half years ago. Uh, we published the position as we publish it uh, Europe-wide or glo globally within our system. And um, he applied and he he, uh, he made the best uh, interview. And he, I think he was the best talent that we could recruit for this uh, immense job since we also had to rebrand the restaurant. And uh, we went under renovation in catering services. So that was um, uh, that was a great catch, and I hope he'll stay a little bit longer. Um, in terms of talent, generally uh, we uh, recruit um, every single uh, host in the kitchen or cooks, lead cooks, supervisors, demi chef, the parties, etc., um, with a, a practice and a theoretical part. So there's of course the interview. But then we would like to understand, okay, how, how's the cooking technique of that person? Um, is that person able to keep that space clean during, during this one hour of preparation? Um, how does this person interact with the other team members, uh, in case of help, etc.? So. Thank you. Bonnie, please go ahead. Well, the building of Marriott Budapest is an iconic and quite controversial part of the city's architecture. Uh, what is your personal opinion? How does it fit the view of the Um We had a... You think it's controversial? I do think. <laughs> okay. 
I, I over the past fifty years, I think it um, it embedded itself extremely well into the overall scenery. If you would take it away now, it will be certainly missed. Um, we had a, a positioning workshop during the renovation phase uh, with an agency uh, from the UK, where we wanted to find a narrative for the hotel. We want to tell a story. It's not just four walls, but what was here before. Uh, Josef Finta, the great architect, uh, built this, uh, purposely built this uh, hotel. It's very easily outlined and has really a magnificent view uh, looking at Pest, uh, looking at Buddha, sorry. But um, we, we, it's very iconic. I would describe it as iconic, not as controversial. And um, it is so famous, uh, it became so famous over the years, that we actually host a lot of film crews here uh, who resemble the, the East European times in their movies. Uh, I personally am a, I'm a few more years than my uh, uh, student co-hosts, and I have so many fond memories of of uh, uh, times in, in this building. Uh, just as one example, um, the, the the regular American Chamber of Commerce in Hungary Thanksgiving event for families and children, um, and uh, and the wonderful food and turkey and and pumpkin pie, and it always amazed me. That you were able to get the pumpkin pie exactly right, even though it was in Europe instead of in, in the U.S. So um, uh, that those are certainly strong memories for me. Um, I would like to maybe zero in a little bit on 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 Hungary, and if you could talk about at least some of the brands um, here and 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 the properties that you manage uh, mm -hmm. here in Hungary. So we have the Marriott and the Marriott Executive Apartments just around the corner um, in the Vatsi in the Millennium Court building. Um, and these are the two properties that I that I manage. Uh, we have two other properties, three other properties now in Budapest. We have the luxury collection Matil Palace uh, that opened under a franchise agreement um, in June this year. We have uh, the courtyard at Blaha. Uh, there. And then we have the Ritz Carlton um, next to the Kempinski. There are five or six other hotels in the pipeline uh, within the next years, uh, including all segments. So we have an autograph collection opening, the Ritz, uh, the St. Regis coming in the luxury segment, as well as uh, two Moxies and a residence in the select brand tier. Thank you. Please go ahead. Uh, does Marriott have a strategy in the world of sustainability? Yes, we do, and more than ever. Um, and interestingly, I'm working on a on a meeting set up uh, for our business council leaders in Europe for next year in January, and uh, we want to do a a zero waste cooking workshop uh, uh, of someone who who makes a two and a half hour great workshop. Um, how to cook with cook with uh, kitchen scraps. So we uh, we found a couple of uh, of um, interesting individuals who could help us put this together. But Marriott itself has always been um, uh, adhering to the UN goals uh, and sustainability. Uh, we have a net zero goal until twenty fifty. That means that we will all receive. 
new targets within the next uh, year to reduce emissions uh, within our properties. Um, and in terms of sustainability for, uh, for food sourcing, uh, we work together with local farmers. Um, we, we decided three years ago already to have cage-free eggs, for example. Um, we skipped the straw, straw many, many years ago. Um, and with the ongoing renovations within this property specifically, we would like to eliminate all the plastic bottles in the in the guest rooms by having a water fountain on the guest room corridor. Sounds amazing. Uh, what was the biggest challenge at work you had to face during the pandemic and how could you solve it? Um, we also had just a discussion about this. Uh, the, the biggest challenge for us was to uh, to say goodbye to two handful of associates. Um, this is, I think, personally, the most difficult part of our business, to say goodbye to the the heart of of our of our industry, um, whether they were with us for three months or thirty years, uh, and that was definitely not uh, the most pleasant time, and not certainly something that I'm proud of. Extremely tough, and obviously something that, that many many entities are. Or, or have had to face. Um, hopefully, those times are getting are getting behind us. Right? It's yeah, very, very, uh, very, very tough. Let um, me let me just add that uh, that that arises probably in every industry on a on a certain cycle of its life. But uh, for us, it was very important since the associate is the most important part of our business that we do this personally so every single in, into every single um, uh, interview and into every single conversation uh, we went I went personally with uh, my DHR and we said goodbye to the associates individually well as I mentioned I hope I hope those times are, are definitely getting uh, behind us Bonnie, um, why don't you go ahead again Thank you very much. Uh, as coronavirus has uh, made obvious some jobs require no human interaction, do you believe uh, hotel staff will be replaced one day and all the duties of running the hotel chain will be automated? Well, there are, I think there are fabulous concepts outside uh, already. Uh, we have a small uh, select ho service hotel where there's no check-in anymore, and I think you check in digitally, and then you have this little robot who brings you your cappuccino. It's a great gimmick. Um, I don't think that until twenty one hundred this will this would happen. Well, and, and I mean certainly if you get to that situation where uh, there are not a lot of people around, I like having people around. I mean, not only to help you with 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 things that you uh, you know want something brought to your room. It's personally I like to see a face or uh, you know. Need some help on anything, so it's it's um, seems kind of uh, clinical if you would just be dealing with mostly with with, with robots. So there's that that particularly if somebody's staying in a hotel like like this one. Yeah, we have to the Danube. Right? Yeah, absolutely. No, no. <laughs> you know? we, no, we have certain certain proof of concepts where we where we try to see would it be helpful for um, for a, for a guest to check in with a check in terminal. Uh, we enhanced our Bonvoy app over the past years in order to 
you can check in prior to arrival. You can order your, you receive your digital room key. You can order your room service in the taxi already on the way to the hotel. It does not necessarily eliminate staff. Uh, we, I would say it shifts uh, the staff specifically for rooms, operations and front office where we can have more time to spend with the customers to answer individual questions on excursions, trips, restaurants and other special needs. Um, makes, makes perfect sense. And unfortunately, we've run out of time for today. I would like to start by thanking my co-host, Fanny Hulk, a student at Corbinus University School of Business. And most of all, I would like to thank you, Arne Klein, multi-property general manager of Marriott Hungary, for this fascinating conversation, again taking place in the beautiful presidential suite of the Marriott in Budapest. We leave you today with these words of Benjamin Franklin. An investment in knowledge pays the best 